My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. And we are live with The Art of Attraction with Dominique Drew. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today, I have a fantastic uh, show for you. I hope that you are a regular listener. I hope that you are coming in uh, with questions. I am coming to you live also on Facebook. So if you have anything that you would like to um, to ask, feel free to call in. The number for that is 828-333-4686. And again, that's 828-333-4686. So today I have a great show for you. I've been having a really powerful week creating this uh, brand new uh, program, The Art of uh, the art, art of Authenticity, excuse me, um, which I uh, am launching in less than a month now. So I'm really excited about it. I know I talked a little bit about it on my last episode. Um, if that is something that uh, resonates with you, then, you know, this is, this is, I'm really going to dive into something today where um, it's a topic that I am going into quite deeply in the program itself. So I'm really excited about it. Y'all, this is, this is my work. This is my jam. I love this stuff so much. I love the transformation that it makes in a person. <clears throat> I love the transformations that it's made in me. You know, I am um, so transformed. I'm so, um, it, it's like I've just blossomed like a flower in the time since I've done, uh, since I've started this work. You know, it's nothing like the way I used to be. I was just very wrapped up in myself, very caught up in distortion. Nothing went smoothly for me. Um, I didn't really know where I was going or what I wanted and all of these things. Hi, Kristen on Facebook Live. Hey, Andrew, good to see you guys. Let me know where you're uh, writing in from. I'd love to know where you're listening. Um, it is really, it's like I've been so transformed from this, you know, from a pile of just, you know, self-hatred and insecurities and self-doubt, always, always doubting myself, you know, never feeling sure of who I was or what I wanted to do, or, you know, not even like long-term, like what's my purpose? I mean, like what I wanted to do at all, you know? <clears throat> and I lost touch with all of that because I spent so many years in that self-doubt. So the longer you're in self-doubt, the more it perpetuates itself, like the less certain you get, right? And so this reintroduced me to myself. It, it's like it uncovered the real me underneath all the layers of defense and people pleasing and trying to come off a certain way and 
being afraid of people's reaction to my real self. You know, all of these, you know, this fear of, of, of showing up in the world. I was afraid of being happy. I was afraid of success. I was afraid of getting what I wanted. And truly, it's, it's been this incredibly blossoming type experience of realizing who I really am. And the more I did that, you know, the more I uncovered, the more I peeled back each leaf, each petal, the more I fell in love with myself. You know, each, each step, each peeling back each layer, I became more acquainted with who I was. I began feeling so much more safe to be who I was, who I am, not who I thought I had to be. It's like, you know, seeing a little kid who is so scared of the monster in the closet. You go and you check for the monster and you come back and you tell her it's not there. And she's like, it's definitely there, you know? And, and you're just watching, you're just watching this sort of charade going on, right? Of like, oh, I see that you're so scared, but I also see that there's nothing there. That is now how I feel when I'm talking to people who are still in the place where I was. It's like, you know, they're afraid of what people are going to think and they're afraid of, of how people are going to react and like they're afraid of disappointing people or they're afraid of, being themselves or afraid of being rejected. It's like all of these things that, that lock you in to a cage of fear. None of it really exists. You know, none of it really means anything. None of it is real outside of your own head. And the more you experience that, the more you realize that your happiness has just nothing to do with the world around you. I had a wonderful uh, teacher in school, and I remember him saying, uh, he told a story, I think, about being at a grocery store and having a nice connection with the a young woman at the checkout and how he said something, you know, nice or funny or something like that. And she sort of didn't really respond or she didn't respond well. And he was telling the story and he said, you know, she didn't, she didn't really respond and, and that's okay. And then he said, my loving you has nothing to do with you. Let's just say that again. My loving you has nothing to do with you. The fact that I personally, me, Domini, have love for you as a person doesn't depend on who you are as a person. It's a, it's, it's a state that I am in. I'm going to decide that I love you. Okay? <laughs> so if you do something that you think is shameful, that doesn't need to change my love for you. Okay. Now, if you, um, you know, perpetually attack me, let's say, then I will remove you from my life experience because I don't let people treat me that way. However, it doesn't need to shift the love. It might, 
but doesn't need to because your outside experience is not dependent on your inside experience. It doesn't need to be how you're feeling on the inside doesn't need, need to be a direct reflection. Right? Right now, chances are your emotions are dependent on what's going on around you. If things are going well, you're happy, right? Makes sense. If things are not going well, then you're unhappy. And so if you think about it in that way, well, then your happiness is dependent on something over which you have no control. Cross your fingers, hope life goes well. What does that even mean exactly? Life going well. Does it mean you're making lots of money? What if you're making lots of money and you're still miserable? Does it mean you have a girlfriend? If you have a girlfriend, what if she's awful? Makes you feel like crap. Or you're always worried you're going to lose her. Your happiness has nothing to do with the world around you. And if currently it does, then that is something that needs to be addressed. That's something that needs to be fixed. It can, you, you can keep it as is, but why would you? If you actually had the power to control your own happiness, to establish it and keep it established, if you actually had a way to do this, would you take it? If I told you I had the secret to invincible happiness, would you get on the phone and call? Would you reach out? Or would you not believe me? See, the beliefs come in in a particular way, right? The beliefs come in in a particular way. And that particular way is different for each person. But the way you sabotage yourself is often around deciding that it's hopeless. Nothing, nothing that can be done. It's a shame. But nothing you can do. This lady definitely can't help me. And you see how deciding that before you even know will sabotage you and keep you from solving your problem. This is the thinking that keeps you stuck, deciding that you have to be stuck. But here I am over here, looking at the little kid with the monster, thinking, boy, all she really needs to do is open her eyes or look in the closet. Here I am with the solution. Here I am, the grown-up with more perspective. Not better or worse, just the curtain's been lifted on this particular fear. Here I am with the solution, with the keys to mastering the art of authenticity, with the experience and training 
and know-how. And the proof of concept that I've done it myself and seen it work for hundreds and thousands of other people. Would you still decide it's impossible and it couldn't work? If that's the direction that your thoughts are going, notice that because chances are this is where your self-sabotage lies. If it doesn't even occur to you, if it, if it can't occur to you, or if you refuse to let it occur to you, that this could be the thing that changes your entire life. Check in with that. Hi, Chanel on Facebook Live. Thank you so much. Chanel says, your live shows are what made me really open my views on spirituality and self-love and changed my life. Wow, Chanel, thank you so much. That is beautiful. I appreciate you. Mm. What a beautiful testimonial. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It's all right there. If you open your eyes, you see there's no monster in the closet. All you need is someone to show you how to open your eyes. Once your eyes are open, life is so different, you guys. So much easier. So much more fun. Jesus. So much lighter. Do you know I used to be exhausted all the time? I used to be tired. I mean, like in my late teens, early 20s, I was just exhausted, exhausted all the time. I remember coming into one of my um, healing sessions with my healer at the time. And she, uh, and she said, okay, you know, what's, how are you feeling? And I was like, I'm just tired. But I was tired all the time, you know, not just because I'd run a few laps, mostly because I never really ran any laps. <laughs> and the tiredness was because I was, Constantly fighting. Yeah. I was constantly fighting against life, against others, and against myself. I wasn't aligned with myself. I was always working against myself. You've probably heard me say on this show that... Um you know, the way our systems work with self-sabotage is it's like you have one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake, right? You know what you want and you're going for it, but some part of you is stopping yourself and that part will always win because it's safety oriented in your subconscious as opposed to being um, more of a a desire, right? Which is what your conscious mind wants, right? I I want I want a girlfriend, but I'm really afraid of being let down and I don't want to risk it. So I'm going to push them all away. right? Or I run a business and I really want a relationship, but, you know, I'm not going to have time. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to be, you know, if I get in a relationship, it's going to damage my business. I actually held that one. I held that one for a while and I didn't even know I was holding it. Um, that came into my awareness and got cleared in one session with my healer. Um, 
where, you know, I was thinking, man, what's, you know, what was, what is it that's keeping me single? And then she said, what, what'll happen, you know, if you, if you meet the, the love of your life. And I was like, I won't have any more time. I want to spend all my time with him and I, my business will collapse. And she said, you know, she took that in and then she just said, what if you could have both? See, and that's a perfect example because we create these, I don't know, alternatives, choices, single pathways, walls. What does a pathway need to be a pathway? Walls or edges of some sort, right? As opposed to like a desert, right? Where there's no, there's sort of no boundary in a way. We like to create these little, um, these little walls that, that make us choose one way or another. Like, well, I can't have this if that. These are images. I have a whole episode on images and it's incredibly useful. Um, and that's, that's how you know there's an image. If somewhere in your language or in your thought process, there's like, well, if this happens, then that's going to happen. That's projecting. Anytime you are making a decision based on something you think is going to happen, Anytime you think something is going to happen, you're out of reality. If it's not currently happening right now, it doesn't exist. Let it go. Let go of all the things that have already happened. Let go of all the things that are yet to happen. Let them go. Or you'll be tired all the time. <laughs> right? For me, I was always um, focused out in the future because I was trying to control things. I had to control things for my own safety or so I thought. And so from that place of always trying to control the uncontrollable, I wore myself out and I was never really any safer than I was without controlling. I'm looking at this comment on Facebook live from Chanel and it's like warming my heart. Like I feel, I feel that in my heart. Thank you so much for writing that sweetheart. That's wonderful feedback. You know, one of the things that has come from really getting out of my own way is is becoming clear on my purpose, becoming clear on my gifts, on my intentions in this life and my purpose, what I want to do while I'm here. If you haven't thought about this, I encourage you to do so. But what I identified in mine was that I am here to teach. To teach, to guide, to facilitate my friend, Phil, who I spoke about quite a bit in last uh, week's episode. (laughs) He and I were having a conversation once and speaking about how 
you know, about leading a group because he's, he's so wise, so well-educated in this, you know, in the grander levels of life, right? Uh, and I, he said something about leading a group, but that he just hadn't really felt the desire to. And to me, that's crazy. And he was like, he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I think I'd want to do a group, but it'd be more like a discussion. I'm like, don't you want to lead? You have all this, I won't say knowledge because it's so much more than that. You have all this awareness. Don't you want to teach it to others? And he was like, no, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to lead. He's like, I don't, I don't want to, he, he doesn't like the idea of being in an imbalance with the other people he was in a circle with. He wants to be on their level. Not that, you know, one's better than another. But to me, I want to go straight to that teacher position. And I do that with everything. Everything I learn to do, every gift I have, I learn to teach. I've taught kids in school, a little bit, tutoring. I taught horseback riding. I was a, I was a, an equestrian, quite an accomplished equestrian, equestrian for about 25 years. And I taught horseback riding. I love, I'll do that all day long and not even get tired. I love it. Uh, I learned to ballroom dance. And the first thing I did, I took one semester of, of ballroom dance, uh, at college. And then I went out to San Francisco to get certified as a ballroom dance instructor, which I did. And then I taught ballroom dance for a long time. Uh, I learned this process work and I wanted to teach it immediately. And so, and so teaching is my happy place, right? I get to coach, I get to, whether it's one-on-one sessions or it's in my groups, this art of authenticity program that I am working on right now is so expansive. And it's every step, you know, the other, the art of attraction program was a lot more written work and um, reading and things like that. And this one's all video, except for like doing exercises with yourself. It's videos and it's meditation and it just spells it all out for you. It just takes you by the hand, step by step from, I don't even know who I am or I know who I am, but I keep messing up or I don't know why I'm lonely or I don't know to cool. Here's how to find out who you are. Here's how to stay focused and open to who you are. Here's how to live from who you are. Because that's what's made all the difference in my life. It's about becoming who you really are. You already are who you are. You've just covered it up with a whole bunch of crap because you're very scared of a lot of different things. So is your little girl or your little boy when there's a monster under the bed. It's the exact same thing. Everything which frightens you is illusory. When you learn how to be your authentic self, all of that fear falls away. I've started saying the purpose of the intention of the course is to teach you to be fearlessly and unapologetically yourself. It's about saying yes to yourself. And once you learn to do that, you can say yes to others. 
give them permission to be who they are, release expectations or shoulds that they ought to be some way that they're not. Think about how much more joyful and light and friendly and fun your relationships would be if you could just connect to yourself, take responsibility for yourself and disconnect from the others. This is the art of invincible happiness. It's the secret. I literally just finished a video uh, for the Art of Authenticity program called The Secret to, to Invincible Happiness. That's what I want to share with people. That's what I want to share with you. This is an, a life-changing, life-changing program. There'd be no way, no way you could get through it unchanged. It'd be impossible. There will be so much change and so much transformation and you will just feel lighter and more free and more clear and more certain and more loving and more confident and more worthy of respect and more willing to give respect. When you can be who you are, regardless of what is happening around you, when you can love yourself and be happy, regardless of what is happening around you, that, that is enlightenment. That is invincible happiness. Your happiness is detached. From the world around you. It's the practice of non-attachment. It focuses on the self. It's centered in self-love. Because when there is self-love, love for others, love for the world around you, love for your community, love for your planet flows forth. I was just... Um, uh, I put this, I, I use this web browser called Ecosia, E-C-O-S-I-A. I think I've mentioned it before here on the podcast. And it's indistinguishable from Google. You honestly can't tell any difference at all. <clears throat> but uh, this one plants trees. So when you use it, it's my default browser. I, I recommend everybody gets it. Um, you download it, you put it as your default browser. And whenever you use it, they plant trees. Right. So it's this, it's just this massively wonderful thing. And I'd love for everybody on the planet to be on it. Um, so I was just posting this in my coaching group, uh, the other day or today, I guess. And, um, and someone mentioned, Oh, I love this. You know, I'm, I'm, I just downloaded it and it's my, it's my default on my computer. And I just thought this is the way the world changes. Right. This is the way we evolve by examining what's here now, creating a solution, sharing the solution, integrating the solution into our culture. And how there's a lot of attachment around how the world is. And what that really says is there's a lot of demand as to how the world should be. Right. I used to have a lot of those 
Now I only have a few of those. One of them is probably around the environment. Because when I see people disrespecting their home and each other, it's painful for me, physically painful. Now, the only reason that would be painful is if I have an attachment to people not doing that. I have a very strong preference for people, people not doing that. But I, I think that that's, that's something I may still carry. And, um, and so it's, it's something that can really come up in me. But when you can achieve a place of perfect acceptance, and don't be afraid of the word perfect. Perfect is very, very misused and very misunderstood. I have a whole episode on perfectionism. Perfect is something people strive for in the wrong way and don't acknowledge in the right way. A perfectionist demands that life be a certain way or somebody be a certain way or they be a certain way. And that's not right because it's never going to be that particular way. Often people who are perfectionists don't even have their word perfection defined. They just know they're not it. And so in that way, it's not useful. Let go of it, fail faster. However, in the form of imperfection, I notice that people are obsessed with imperfection. They love talking about how imperfect they are. They will rush to say it, right? So if you're like, man, your house is looking really, really good. I mean, it looks like it's just like the way you want it. Well, I mean, it's really great. It's not perfect, you know, by any means, but, you know, we're getting along. Or you guys seem really happy in your relationship. It's, it's so great. Well, it's not perfect, but, you know, we love each other and we're really happy. So if you love each other and you're really happy, what the fuck is perfect supposed to be? Like, who, who, who do you, how, how do you think I'm defining that? What does that mean? If you say it's perfect, what does that take away from you? What pressure does that put on you? That's actually probably more likely what it is. You may actually have to like stand in your own perfection. I mean, everybody can agree that no human is perfect, right? That's fairly well established in the human canon. So if nobody's perfect, then perhaps we're misdefining the word. Am I right? Let go of your obsession with your own imperfection. Maybe exactly the way you are is fucking perfect. What about that? Why not? Maybe if no person on the planet achieves this thing we call perfection, then I think we need a redefinition, don't you? How about everybody on the perf on the planet is completely perfect? And perfect is defined as exactly as you are because you have been created to be exactly as you are, including defenses, including uncertainty and moments of self-doubt, including your successes and all your failures. Life is a spectrum, people. Stop looking at the the the, the top 10% and being disappointed in the other, in the other 90. Life is a spectrum. You can continuously, you know, gear for better, you know, for, for things that you like better, for being happier, for being more free, for being more authentic. That's wonderful. That, that path, that drive is part of your perfection. What if you were perfect exactly as you are? What would that do to your identity? 
Would that be intolerable for you? Would you be able to tolerate that? What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if every step you've taken thus far in life, including the ones that you see as missteps, you're deciding are missteps because nobody else is, right? They're your steps, so you get to decide if they're in the right direction or not, right? What if every single step you've taken has been the right one? How would that change your attitude about yourself? How would that affect your level of self-respect, self-love? Notice any discomfort that comes up with that. But considering perfect has no real definition, can't really point to it because you just said nobody has it. Then how do you even know that when you've achieved it? How do you even know what it looks like? Nothing is wrong in your life. You're happy about every single thing. Is that what makes things perfect? What if exactly as you are is perfect because you have things you need to overcome and through that overcome, you find growth. You evolve. The perfect path of inner evolution. Embrace your perfection. And from that place, the self-respect that comes, the self-love that comes, These lead to the invincible happiness. It is not a thing which you need to become. It is not a thing which you need to do or not do. Perfection is. Creation, this planet, the entire universe, the energy on which it is based, all of it is the creator. There's no mystery here. There's a lot of mystery. And no mystery at the same time. Because it is all knowable. And unknowable. And all that is exactly as it should be. Just as you are. Exactly as you should be. This is the realization that will free you. This is the awareness that will release you from the foundationless fear of the monster under your bed. That fear you're always carrying that you're not good enough. that you're wrong, that you're bad, that you're doing the wrong things. I know how painful that is. I spent a lot of time listening to that many years in my head. 
It is terribly painful, terribly damaging to your system. And there's a way out. Voices in my head are gone now, totally gone. Blissful silence up there. Because your mind is not something which controls you. You are not your mind. You know, because you can say my mind. So it is something which you control, just like your body. Right? You have a hand. If you cut your hand off, are you still you? If you cut your arm off, are you still you? If you die, are you still you? The awareness of something greater, of the greater version of yourself, creates perspective. You know, a lot of people um, who tend to be quite conservative tend to not travel much, right? People who have issues with race or, you know, cultures or whatever, right? to be quite conservative. This is how life is one way. It's white and it goes this way. Until they travel. And they meet people from totally different backgrounds of all different colors and styles. And it humanizes them and they tend to become more liberal, more progressive. So as you expand your perspective, you understand more. You are less fear-based and more love-based. You are more open. These are the things that come with being more progressive, being more open, more understanding, less in fear, less about protection and fighting and altercation. More about living well and risking in life, but being okay, you know? And so the same thing is the case with you. When you gain a larger perspective, when you become the parent looking at the little girl or the little boy who's petrified of the monster in the closet, and you see that and you go, oh, I know the truth, but I can't convince them of it. But I will tell them, right? When you shift your perspective from the little child to the the adult who can see more and understands more and knows more, the fear melts. They become memories. I have to think back sometimes because, you know, the longer I do this, the more and more distance I get from the way I used to be and the way I used to think. And sometimes I have to remind myself, man, I didn't used to be able to get dressed in the morning without having an issue of some kind. Every day. And now I love my body. I love it. Give it whatever it needs. It works very hard for me. It's brilliant. can do all the things perfect. To me, my body is perfect. It functions 
It works well. It runs, it jumps, stares. <laughs> it's alive. And that is what I need it for for this moment. Think of the child in the bedroom. And imagine that you are both the child and the adult. See if you can for a moment right now. Close your eyes. And look into if there were a part of you, if, if who you are now is the child, afraid of things, worried about the world, projecting, just afraid. See so if you can become the adult. Don't worry about how to do it or things. Just set your intention. Just let it happen. Connect with that adult, that adult part of you that sees beyond. That holds the larger picture. Don't overcomplicate it or think too much. Just let yourself see from another perspective. Let yourself be guided to this place. Your guides are with you. <laughs> and let your perspective shift. Just be open to it. You know, if you just open, life takes care of most things. It is the closing that restricts us. It is the closing that hinders us, gets in the way of what we want. And it is not our real self. It is us reacting out of fear. And there is much fear in the world. But it needn't affect you. Most days, it doesn't really affect me. Because within, there is love. Being wildly in love with myself. There's love, there's self-respect, there's confidence. And so my inner state is not dependent on the world around me because I choose to exist in a state of love. I love myself. I don't need anybody else to love me. I would love other people to love me. That would be great. But it's not, my happiness is not dependent on it. This is so important. So you may think, Dominique, what if, no, what if you don't have any clients anymore? Nobody wanted you to teach or everybody told you you were an idiot on Facebook and, you know, whatever else people hang their self-esteem on. Okay, great. Nobody wants me to teach anymore. I'll go live my life. Probably, I don't know. What would I do? Assuming we could go on flights again, uh, I might fly to Africa and work on a large cat 
rescue facility. That sounded fun. Thought about doing that at one point in my life. I might uh, drive to Colorado, see the mountains. I might hang out with my friends. I might walk the Pacific Trail. So there are so many things that can bring happiness. And if this isn't it, then this isn't it. And you know, I needed to come to that place with this as well. When I was really uh, creating my, my practice here, my coaching practice, which I just, I just, I love, you know, all I want to do is, is coach all day. This is my, that is my dream. I have one-on-one clients and I have group coachings and I just love them. I love them. That's why I'm having so much fun creating this new art of authenticity program because it's like me getting to do what I do best, you know, which is create uh, a way of teaching self-awareness, self-growth, authenticity. This is my, this is my gift, right? And so as I was creating this business, um, I needed, I needed to let go. I, I can't remember what problem it was solving, but the, the solution was to let go of all of my identity. I needed to let go and I, I'd let go of a bunch of it over the years, but I needed to even let go of being a teacher. I had to consider the possibility that I wouldn't, um, that I wouldn't teach, that I wouldn't do the thing that I'd always known that I wanted to do. And in doing so, I detached from it and that allowed it to come for me. And then I became incredibly successful. I was, I mean, I was, you know, guys, I've never made any real money in my entire life. I was in real estate for a few years before I started this um, teaching the coaching work. I've done the coaching work myself for almost 20 years, you know, consistently. Um, but teaching it, it's been about four or so. And teaching it formally, running this particular business, I've taught it for quite some time. Um, running this business has only been three or four years. And I'd never made any money in my damn life. Not really. Made some in real estate, not a huge amount, but I did okay. But I didn't, before that, it was really just about zero, right? Dance lessons here and there, things like that. And y'all, when I got my shit together and started this business, I was making $20,000 a month within about six months, maybe a little bit less. Because everything was aligned and I was completely authentic and it just started to flow. This is the level of ease that I have now become accustomed to. That's my life now. My life works like that now. My life never used to work like that. I was not like one of those people. So if you think you're just not one of those people or I'm just, oh, well, she's one of those people and she just gets all the success. Nope. I used to look at everybody else and think that. That was my self-sabotage. Don't copy me in that way. Because you limit yourself from it. When you dis you discount yourself, oh, well, she can do it. Yeah, I can do it because I worked my ass off. Blood, sweat, and tears. Thank you very much. Every moment worth it. Right? People say that, parents say that about their kids. I say that about my business. That is my jam. And I love helping business owners. I love helping CEOs because 
it takes up so much of your life that your relationship life, your dating life is often left to the side. Your happiness is often left to the side. Even though there's like this fire inside you, it's so fulfilling to start this business and run it. There are still other needs that you have. And so now I'm focusing this toward helping you know, people who have run their business, you know, their CEOs, their business owners, their business partners, their, their people who, who are successful in that realm and then still want more because that's not really enough to satisfy a person, even though it's a lot. And so in the starting of this business, I had to, in order to allow, to get to the point where all those finances were coming in, to allow that to happen. I'll tell you what. It was a powerful time. I had to let go of everything that I thought I was, that I thought I wanted, that I knew I wanted. I let go of all of it in order to create the space for creation. Creation can't come in while you're watching TV in your head. You're distracted. You're blocking it. You're watching a screen in the back of your eyes and you're not seeing the world around you. This is how it works. That blocks creation. It blocks you from what you want. You sit there, you know, in your meditation pose and you're, you know, begging for the thing that you want that is actually trying to come to you, but you're closed off to it because you're afraid of having it or you're attached to how it looks or you're, you know, I know people who, you know, meet someone that they really, really enjoy, but they go, oh, he's too old. What do you mean he's too old? He's the person you want. What do you mean she's not the right age group or she's not the right whatever? Right? What, what nonsense is that? If that's the one you guys light each other up and that's it. What story are you telling yourself that is causing you to say no to your own life experience? What story are you telling yourself that is causing you to say no? Because as you say no, you reject life. And you say no to yourself because they are connected. That is what the art of authenticity is about. Learning to how, learning how to say yes to yourself. To who you are. To allow yourself the space to be authentic. Just like I had to allow the space for success to come in. This is what I teach people. I have people come to me who have no interest in dating. They want to come to me for their careers. They want to make more money. They want to start a business. They want to be happier. They want to be more authentic. They want more freedom in their lives. They want more success on stage. Great. Every single person gets it. Because it's just about getting out of your own way. When you are your authentic self, when you are fearlessly and unapologetically your authentic self, you blossom effortlessly and you achieve your goals effortlessly. It may still be a lot of work, 
but the work is in a way effortless because you're clear on what you need to do and you want it. What else is there? Anything else is overcomplication. Do you know what you want? Yes. Do you know how to get it? Yes. Great. No more complication needed. If you don't know what you want, I can help you with that. If you know what you want, but you don't know how to get it, I can help you with that. (laughs) All of this is the exact same process. It's all about who you are, feeling safe to be who you are. Somebody just joined the program, uh, the new one, the other day. And the issue was they didn't feel safe to be themselves. And I was like, great. That's exactly what we're going to achieve here. And this is the first time I'm really officially working with women as well. So that's going to be a men's group and a women's group, right? So I have the men's group, which is the Art of Attraction, which is an eight-week program, um, ridiculously powerful. And I have the Art of Authenticity, which is a 12-week program, and it's for men and women, right? It's geared toward business owners, but it's not only just for business owners. It's for anyone who has a hard time being themselves and is fucking over it and ready to change. If you are ready, I can show you the way. But I will never tell someone that they are ready. I will never push someone to make this journey. It must come from you because it's going to be fucking hard. Right? There's a lot of fear to get through. It's just fear. There's nothing on the other side of it, but it's a lot of fear to get through. Right? It's like taking your, your, your little kid by the hand and walking with them over to the closet to see the monster, to check for the monster. Right? That little girl's going to be petrified, petrified. But you take her by the hand. And you say, okay, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. Let's go look. And you go over, you open the door, and you look first and look around. And you say, there's nothing there. Look. She looks in there and looks around. And you see her muscles relax. And then she can smile. And she releases the fear. This is the exact process that I take my clients through. I'm sure that if I show myself, I will be rejected. I'm 100% sure because my mom rejected me and I'm worthless and there's no point and, you know, I don't matter and all of these things. And I go, okay, give me your hand. I got you. You were born for this. I will promise you there's nothing there and I'll be with you the whole time. And I walk you over the closet to your greatest fear and we jump together. And all the fear comes out and you tap into that thing you've been holding on since you were three And all this emotion comes out and then it goes and it is released and gone. 
and you are no longer afraid. Gradually, as you keep doing that and doing that, you will find slowly, surely, there is nothing actually to be afraid of but fear itself. Gradually, you will see that you can release all of it. That when you are yourself, nothing bad happens. That when you are authentic, nobody rejects you. And it really doesn't matter if they do because you love yourself and you have achieved by this point invincible happiness. You have seen and acknowledged your own perfection with clear eyes now. And in that way, you have mastered the art of authenticity. Now, is that work, that result, worth 12 weeks of your life or what? That is the path. That is the way to freedom, to self-love, to excitement, to movement, to fulfillment, to passion, to intimacy, to true, real, genuine love, to effortlessness, to efficacy, to efficiency, to joy, to success, to finances, to incredible earth-shattering sex, to profound and passionate self-realization. This is the way, this is the gateway to all of it. It's been a joy connecting with you today. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. I'll include the link with this podcast. Thank you all. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Domini Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.